Azohono, awaited Tomoegozen, where two rivers forged themselves into one, north of Daki village, in the province of Heida. Azo wore a pair of baggy trousers, or split skirt, called hakama, printed brown or black, over a short kimono of blue silk. Her family seal, a ginkgo leaf, was printed on the back of the kimono and in the front at each shoulder. Through her sash or obi, she wore two swords, long and short. Around her head was tied a towel, symbol of her readiness to meet with Tomoe. She watched the two rivers blend, as she and her sword would blend to become a mighty machine by which another samurai might fall. One of the rivers was smaller than the other. It was overwhelmed by the turbulence of the larger one. The froth and noise of the clashing rivers vanished into serene greatness further on, beyond the destruction of the smaller. There had been too many occasions when Azo heard it said that among the women warriors of Naipon, only Tomoe Gozen could defeat Azo Hono. Azo disagreed. No samurai, be he man or be she woman, was match for Azo's blade. She believed this devoutly. She would demonstrate the truth of her belief. It was a matter of pride. Tomoe was more famous, it was true. She had slain the shogun's champion Ugomori and won re-establishment of the Shigeno clan. The clan's only heir was a woman named Toshima no Shigeno. It was rare that a clan survived the lack of male heirs. The fact that a woman samurai championed a woman lord was naturally a fascinating incident. To Azo, none of this meant that Tomoe was special. It grated that Tomoe should become so famous because of unusual circumstances. Defeating her would bring Azo deserved recognition and bring honor to her family and her sword instructor. The violence of the two rivers provided a monstrous roar which soothed Azo's anger over having to wait. Tomoe Gozen had not arrived within the time allocated. It would do Azo no good to succumb to rage. When the duel commenced, she must apply herself with calm precision and not be daunted by the cheap maneuver of disrespectful tardiness. More time passed. Despite her resolve, Azo began to seethe. It was inconceivable that an honorable warrior should accept a challenge and then keep the challenger waiting so long. A good fighter would never stoop to it. Therefore, Tomoe Gozen was not a good fighter. Deciding this, Azo let herself experience the rage after all. She let it sweep over her, and what matter if it weakened her when her nemesis was famous without warrant? Enmity peaked. It washed away like silt to a distant delta. If anger was meant to weaken Azo, Tomoe had waited too long to reap the advantage. After a while, the only thing the waiting woman felt was contempt. Shining Amaterasu paused her zenith and began the long descent toward twilight. Azo paced along the upper banks of the rivers. She began to suspect Tomoe would not come at all. This was even more inconceivable than tardiness, that Tomoe was a coward. Azo reeled about, thumb pushing her sword a little ways loose of the scabbard.
there was a thrashing among the bushes along the smaller of the two rivers. Azo caught a glimpse of a varnished straw hat. Tomoe Gozen burst from cover and scrambled up a steep bank. She wore a long kimono, tied up between her legs to allow for running and wading. She was soiled and wet, scratched and sweaty. Her sword was drawn. Azo drew her sword, though puzzled by the dirty specter, who earlier that day had been a regal warrior, wholesome and beautifully dangerous. As Tomoe topped the hillside, she stopped, fell to her knees and said, Please accept my apology. Trouble kept me from your commission. Along the river from the direction of Daki village, there came the sound of splashing feet and shouting samurai.